Welcome to Do We Like Movies. I'm your host, Angel. And I'm your animatronic tyrant lizard host, Javi. <laughs> and uh, this week... Alright, so you know in the early days of the podcast, one of the movies that we did was Jurassic Park 3? Yeah! Way back when we did that, I thought that that was going to be the worst dinosaur movie we'd ever done on this podcast. (laughs) 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 And uh, I'm pretty sure that changed this week when uh, we figured out that we were going to be reviewing 1994's Tammy and the T-Rex, starring (laughs) Denise Richards, a very young Denise Richards, and also a very young, the late Paul Walker. All right. When you say very young with a grain of salt, because Denise Richards is 49. This movie came out 25 years ago, so she was like 24. That's very (laughs) young. Still playing high school kids. Yeah. And then I don't even want to do the math on how old uh, Paul Walker was, but he done he looked fucking like a fresh-faced baby boy. <laughs> well, Paul Walker I think is 2 years younger than she is, so just want to give Well, was a, 2 years younger. RIP. Yeah. Just want to give a huge shout out to fan and friend of the show Jose. Fuck you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> so I don't know if people understand this, but when people when we say, "Hey, shoot us some recommendations," we're actually being very serious, and we will get through eventually what we hope is all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends on how on how well it'll fit into our schedule, you know. But uh, sometimes, like when there's been some movies, like you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or uh, other movies that we've reviewed at the behest of audience members that take a while to actually get to them. This one was kind of instantaneous because <laughs> Javi liked the idea of pairing uh, two different movies dealing with similar subject matter. And I'm going to say that <laughs> that between this and what we're doing next week, there is almost nothing <laughs> that correlates to the two of them. Fuck you for <laughs> the fact that it's a T-Rex. <laughs> oh, so I just want to give a quick shout out to Jose, who in that group chat said, I didn't think you guys were going to take my request serious. Fuck you, buddy. Of course we're going to take it serious. We're all in quarantine. We've all lost our goddamn minds. <laughs> uh, this movie, I guess, you know, it's obvious. Neither one of us has history with this film. We've never watched it before. No, <laughs> this, this is a first for both of us. So uh, we can just kind of jump into it, I think. It's not, It's a It's a sci-fi comedy movie. Angel and I have gone out of our way not to review comedies because comedy is very subjective. But I think, um, I think after watching this movie, it's okay. I think I kind of want to retract what I was saying about comedy. I think it's something that is totally up for review, especially sometimes when the you know the the jokes have just not aged well, compared, <laughs> like as we see in Tammy and the T Rex. But yeah, so originally this movie was supposed to be called Tanny T A N N Y and the Teenage Wreck, uh, which I mean, depending on which cut you watch, you actually get that as the original title sequence. Uh, which one did you get? Did you get Tammy and the T-Rex or Tanny and the Teenage Rex? I got what I got whatever was on uh, Shutter, Which I think is the OG one because it's like a weird unrated cut. But this sure. movie's like a fucking fever dream of how it came to how it came to happen. 
It's pretty so, bizarre. It, I swear to you, like while I'm watching it, I really am anticipating. Like, I feel like I'm watching something that was on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes, a hundred percent agree. <laughs> and the, so here's the story: how this movie was made. So Stuart Raffle, Raphael, the the director, Stuart Raffle. Uh, said that he was approached by a dude that owned a bunch of theaters in South America. And somehow this guy came up with, like, he has an animatronic T-Rex that he was going to ship out to Texas. So, like, the eyes worked. Um, and this is something I'm, like, saying directly from uh, from Wikipedia for this movie. So you can go back and verify this if you guys want. But pretty much it was a working animatronic. And the guy was like, I want you to make a movie with this. <laughs> Stuart Raffle was like, what's the story? And he's like, I don't know. You're the guy that makes movies. <laughs> he goes, just make a movie involving an animatronic T-Rex. So, and he's like, oh, by the way, we will only have this T-Rex for the next two weeks. Uh, or like a month or something like that. And you got to film in two weeks. So he only gave him a week to write the film's like script. So he wrote the script in like a week. The entire time he's asking everybody how to, like, do you have any idea what to add to this script? So it was one of those movies where it's like, nobody knows what they're doing. Everyone is just throwing shit at the walls and just hoping it sticks. And it's like the whole reason they're doing this is because they have an animatronic T-Rex on set. And like, that's it. And honestly, that is probably the most hobby way to make a film. And I salute them for that, having that type of balls. Well, the other thing this makes me think of besides Mystery Science Theater is also in 19, I think also in 94, 93, around that time, uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the original like series, mm -hmm. uh, there was a fourth film in the franchise that essentially the studio tried to bury and tried to never get made. And it stars... <laughs> Is that the Matthew in, McConaughey one? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. And uh, it's one of those bizarre, like, they movie that they happened to make before they got famous. And, <laughs> and This is that movie. Well, and, and it happens to everyone, right? I feel like mo there's so many actors that get their start in these B-movies. Like... You know, I think it isn't until we talked, we did Halloween and we talked about Jamie Lee Curtis is now finally embracing her role with Halloween. In <laughs> recent years, uh, Kevin Bacon has finally opened up more about his involvement with uh, Friday the 13th. So it's like, it, it just follows the trend of like these like actors that you've seen in Hollywood, big budget movies that got their start in like these bizarre, like B movie projects. Kevin Bacon, I fucking, I'm grown past as an actor of being on Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th franchise just offers him two big bags of money with dollar signs on the bags. And he goes, oh yeah, I love going back to my roots. <laughs> well, it's funny, like someone who would like Jamie Lee Curtis, who like, you know, she would, at one point she really didn't want to be associated with Halloween. But I think even now Halloween is considered much more of a prestige franchise than the other movies that she did in the 80s, which were prom night and terror train <laughs> yeah so. hey that's what made her a scream queen yeah it did no it really did uh but yeah that's that's the feeling i get when i watch this and, and i i can't imagine why you know these actors would do this project other than you know this was a few years before she's all that uh which i think was the first thing i'd ever really seen paul walker in 
And uh, I can't remember the first movie that I've ever seen uh, Denise Richards in. I've seen her in stuff, but... Literally three years later, she gets her fucking big break in uh, in Starship Troopers. And then she goes on to be in, like, a Bond girl in Gold... I think it was in Goldeneye? Ooh, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, when we get back to James Bond, we'll figure it out. Oh, fuck off. No, we won't. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, my God. No, November is fast no. approaching. I have a feeling that movie is going to get delayed again. Oh, Especially no. Especially she... since nobody's going to movie theaters this year. No, fuck you. It wasn't GoldenEye. She wasn't one of the bad ones. Oh, yeah. No, it was. She was Dr. Christmas Jones. And I only remember that because of the dumb joke of Christmas came early this year. <laughs> but she goes on to do Drop Dead Gorgeous, Wild Things, where fucking Matt Dillon is a creepy, weird sex guy again. Which is kind of what Matt Dillon does for a career. <laughs> and then, uh, and yeah, I think those are the only folks of note. It really just is Denise Richards and Paul Walker. Uh, so, without further ado, oh, one other thing I wanted to note in this movie, very interesting, is that everything was filmed within like a five minute drive of the director's house was it, this was filmed in los angeles or was it filmed in some bizarre suburb in canada uh newberry <laughs> park california all right because yeah this totally look to me this absolutely feels like something that 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 like would have been i mean despite the fact that it's more adult but it's just, Jesus, it felt like a Disney Channel, like, 90s original movie. <laughs> Except for the fact that there was a lot more, like, adult subject matter in here. It just, it does not feel like a actual production. Oh, no, not, <laughs> not at all. So, I think without further ado, let's fucking jump into it. Let's talk about Tammy and the T-Rex. So, this film starts with what can, I hope is an original score. <laughs> Which is an original dinosaur T-Rex rap that is being played over a bizarre, like, cheer practice turned striptease? That is absolutely the only way you can describe this. The whole focus is we're getting introduced to the titular Tammy. (laughs) See what I did there? Titular? Yes. I meant because, you know, her name is in the title. Continue. Not not because it sounded like titties. All right. I'm finished here. So Tammy is dancing what can only just be described as a strip tease with a bunch of these other cheerleaders. Uh, and in walks in her boyfriend, Michael, played by Paul Walker. Uh, right off the bat, he looks 90s as shit. His hair is all like... Okay, so are they already <laughs> dating each other? Because it really feels like this is them planning their first date ever. That is what I am left to assume, yes. That they know each other, they got the hots for each other, and that they are not actually together, though? Yes. I guess. But yeah, they're they're trying to plan this date. Uh, the two of them meet up with um, Tammy's best friend, Byron, who just happens to be um black and gay and that's pretty much all his character (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's it's definitely exploitative and kind of ridiculous but it's kind of forward thinking i'm 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 kind of down with that it makes michael a much more likable character the fact that he is also such a good friend to this to this byron character 
it's it, it really does. I <laughs> this is like your film piece this time <laughs> because I am being forced to watch this film. I have to try to like the characters that are being presented to me. So for as completely vanilla and flat as Tammy and Michael are, I will at least say I like them enough that I'm going to go along with this movie. Plus this movie is an hour and 30 minutes. Like it is a 90 minute movie. I am totally fine with something that short. (laughs) It's a 90 minute schlock fest. (laughs) Only way I can describe this. And, you know, Michael seems to be the good counterpoint or complete foil for uh, Tammy's (laughs) ex-boyfriend, Billy, Billy, who is a literal psychopath who apparently came out of some sort of uh, mental institution. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a he's he he and his gang are like, there's. I guess they thought they were going to be like punk rockers, but they feel more like 90s greasers than anything. They have no idea what they're doing with these guys because they do wear leather jackets and they have crazy hairstyles. So I guess they're trying to make them punk. Even like in the, if you watch it like Boy Meets World in the 90s, like I feel like that's what they did too, like for characters. If they just wanted to, to make you some sort of upper middle class white gang member <laughs> you would just be wearing like a greaser jacket <laughs> hey, slick back hair but then he doesn't have slick back hair because his hair is all fucking weird and mangy looking hey there's i mean i was surprised at the lack of mullet in all of this <laughs> i love the fact that <laughs> i love the fact michael's coming off of football practice but then he's, uh, it's still the middle of the school day. So it's like, <laughs> Tammy asks him to walk her over to like calculus or some other fucking class. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> football practice is always at the end of the day. When the fuck is football class? Yeah, it, re- it really feels like this is like a, uh, the director who made this or whoever wrote this, like has no idea how like, how school actually works (laughs) um and i think it's like immediately introduces you to billy and his gang and they arrive to i guess like he is not only a a future domestic violence abuser but he is also a leader of this (laughs) stupid teen gang and he apparently attacks every one of tammy's like you know lovers any yeah any one of her lovers after billy and she like essentially doesn't want to date michael because he's gonna get hurt and it's gonna be all her fault which is like oh jesus this is not good this this is not good right (laughs) um they get into a big fight in front of everybody (laughs) in school (laughs) which for some reason it devolves into a crotch grabbing contest (laughs) i was just like what the fuck am i watching like it felt again like this movie kicks off like such a television disney movie kind of thing and then all of a sudden it devolves into both of these guys like grabbing each other's nards and uh byron making like comments about it (laughs) you're not grabbing much michael because of (laughs) course yeah it is of course i actually like him he's you know he is also as likable as our two main characters in this so i am well he's more likable than our two main characters that's true characters are vanilla as fuck yeah it's and i guess 
you know, Billy gets one up by Michael because Michael was wearing a cup and Billy, I guess, never realized that while he was like... <laughs> he just thought he was gone grabbing all ball. <laughs> you know what my favorite part about that is like the... the... That the police are the ones who had to break it up. <laughs> the police show up out of the blue. They just happen to be driving by and these two high school kids are just fondling each other. <laughs> one of them, it's like it's like Neville and Norville or some shit. And one of them tells the other one, we got here is testicular standoff. It was like the hyper-masculine, but I'm actually looking really strange doing this uh, version of a Mexican standoff. <laughs> Both of them are just grabbing each other's nutsacks uh, you sack tap each other until the first person gets <laughs> yeah I, the fight gets broken up and uh, Tammy <laughs> apparently is so distressed by what she's just witnessed that she like runs away crying <laughs> I love when he's like Michael's like Tammy and she just screams I want to talk to you but it's inaudible <laughs> Because they don't know how to position the mic. So it just sounds like a not like inaudible fucking screeches. So I was just yeah, this is like the moment where it's just like fuck, like how am I gonna talk about this for an hour? Once we get through with this scene, we cut through we cut to on the other side of this unnamed town where there is a uh an Eastern European <laughs> Slovakian like <laughs> rogue scientist. Yeah. Who is apparently, you know, doing some sort of bizarre Frankensteinian experiment where You wanna know what his name is? Oh yeah, I know what his name is. Watchenstein? <laughs> oh, is that how it's pronounced? I've been calling it Wackenstein all night. Oh, whatever. Either one. <laughs> oh man, we fucked up his name. <laughs> Uh, this yeah, this guy is your typical mad scientist in a '90s teen movie, <laughs> and uh, he and his big-breasted assistant, uh, who oh, is <laughs> who is like uh, whatever, uh, they <laughs> their entire purpose, I guess, is to put a human brain inside of this robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex, which literally looks like an amusement park decorative T-Rex. <laughs> And that's exactly what it is. I fucking love the animatronic T-Rex. Uh, it looks so stupid. This was 1994, so I guess this is the perfect time to mention that this movie was released a year after Jurassic Park. Films, and, have and some respect. Know, Filming started in 1993. Oh, okay, cool. I guess uh, Steven Spielberg was too busy working on Schindler's List at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know <laughs> what Stuart Raffel was working at the, on at the same time as Schindler's List. <laughs> but uh, no, I feel like after Jurassic Park, we did kind of have this like gold uh, standard of what animatronics are supposed to look like. No, no, no. We did have like these low oh. budget ripoffs that came out because I think uh, the Roger Corman production studio, I think the New World studio. Mm -hmm. They did a couple of Carnosaur movies <laughs> afterwards <laughs> that are, you know, I guess it's like a slasher movie with a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> as the villain. 
And, well, there's uh, an entire industry of these weird B-movie ripoffs that oh, are yeah. actually super successful. That's how fucking Asylum, Asylum uh, Studios, which pretty much bankrolls sci-fi, is like, uh, is been able to stay afloat for the last like 15 years. Do you want to know? Are you ready to shit your pants over the la- the movie that Stuart Raffle, a uh, Raffle, however the hell you pronounce his name, uh, directed in 1989? He directed Mac and Me. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> that makes so much sense because I swear to God, like while we were watching this, I was having Mac and Me flashbacks. Like the <laughs> only thing about this that didn't feel Mac and Me was the fact that they didn't all end up at a, at a Burger King or a McDonald's in the middle of this movie. Oh, it wouldn't have been so cool if the T-Rex like skateboarded into a Burger King. <laughs> Oh, that would have been awesome. That literally, it's like, just go, just go for it. If you're going to go for that, just fucking go for it. And if you're going to do dumb shit, you do dumb shit hard, okay? You know, in this movie, I think, obviously, it's on Shudder because it's got something of a cult following. And I do have a, I do have a hard time kind of reviewing movies like this. I think early on in the show, too, we did The Room. And it's, it's so hard to kind of do justice, like, to a movie that's, like, got a cult following that's so bad like you know in a review you know it's it's oh, totally it's, because it's we're intimidating at it. it's intimidating to do it because some of the things that i might be railing on are something that someone who you know has a love affair with this movie is like well that's what i like about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and know? all of a sudden we look like the no nothing dildos you know yeah. <laughs> so i i i felt like a no nothing dildo watching this movie <laughs> I- it made me feel like a no-nothing dildo, that's for sure. <laughs> so my favorite part is Dr. Wackenstein never explains why he has an animatronic T-Rex or why he wants to put a brain of, inside of said animatronic, or animatronic T-Rex. He also he just, has like a bizarre like staff of people, which includes like one physical enforcer and then the other one is like a miniature man (laughs) (laughs) one dude should pretty much just wear a t-shirt that says goon on it and the other one should wear a t-shirt that says nerd because all he does is control the t-rex to fuck with the goon yeah and then wackenstein is wanting to just like whack off with his assistant the entire time does that work or did i just ruin everything with that comment oh no you ruined a shitty you made a shitty joke (laughs) on a review of a super shitty movie how terrible oh never mind i just found out dr wackenstein's fucking his motivation is he wants to be immortal oh sweet (laughs) so immortality is putting your brain inside of a robot yeah, that, I, the idea of a robot makes, like, sure, I, that makes sense in terms of a classic sci-fi, but there is absolutely no reason why it needs to be an animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, there is. Shut up. That's why. <laughs> yeah, we cut from those dildos, and then we go later that night where Tammy tries to sneak Michael into her house. This is where it, like, jumps back from being, like, a... Uh, television movie for kids or for teens to like a teen sex comedy with no budget (laughs) because yeah literally it's like we're gonna yeah she's gonna call michael over so that he can sneak up the 
sneak up that I guess they call it a trellis or a, or which I feel like no house that anyone has. Oh no, you're the homeowner anymore. of the two of us. <laughs> yeah, but I don't own a house. I know it's such a. It, <laughs> it died in the '90s along with fucking shitty dinosaur movies. <laughs> two of the girls in Billy's gang drive by. Just at the moment, Michael's like breaking into the house. The girls are thinking, what should we do? Should we tell Tammy's parents? No, let's tell Billy. So they end up telling Billy about this, who rolls up in like four cars worth of goons. <laughs> and they start like knocking on the door, like slamming on the door to try to get inside of Tammy's house. And for some reason, her parents just let these fuckers in. Okay, so Tammy's mother tells Tammy's father that they should call the police department to which Tammy's father replies that he's just going to go take care of it himself. And his, his, uh, his take, his like version of taking care of it is literally, I'm going to open the door. All these guys are going to maul us in here. And my only way to keep them out of my daughter's bedroom is to, Stop! <laughs> As they're running up the <laughs> That's right. He does just yell, stop! <laughs> it's bad enough that they barely see, that, that Tammy's parents barely seem like they even are in the same house with her because they feel the need to have to call her from inside the same house. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> Which that. Which makes zero sense to me. But it's like oh. they, they're oblivious to the fact that she's having sex upstairs with her boyfriend, obviously. And then they're also going to allow all these sex criminals to run into the house. I like how sex criminals has kind of become your thing now. <laughs> it's like your go-to. We forgot to talk about my favorite part. That's when Paul Walker eats shit coming in through the window. When he comes in, he just like falls into the, he falls into the nightstand and just like knocks literally everything over. And I feel like this is one of those scenes that the director or writer probably thought was so hilarious on paper because these <laughs> guys apparently cannot stop laughing at all this shit that they're knocking over. And, and it just, it is the worst. <laughs> it's the best. Shut up. <laughs> So they run upstairs and they chase Michael out of Tammy's house and she and he takes off running through the neighborhood and they chase him down this like weird field. I guess it leads to a zoo. And they anyway, before they get to the zoo, they drive up and they as they're driving by, Billy knocks Michael with the fucking baseball bat from a moving car, which okay, he should be dead. At this point, like Billy's like, I'm gonna kill you. And he goes, wait, I got something better planned. <laughs> so they put him in the car. <laughs> and they break into the zoo. They were walking by or like a weird like animal preserve where they end up leaving Michael there. And they're like, we're not going to kill you. And then they just leave him there and drive off. <laughs> and then suddenly he gets mauled by a lion. <laughs> and his lion attacks him. And the game warden just happens to be nearby, drives up, opens the door in the most shitty, like, like, it doesn't even look like an official game warden Jeep. Like, it just looks like they put it, they put the fucking, like, like, random lettering that says game warden and just opens up and just starts opening fire on the fucking lion. And at this point, lion, or lion, 
Mike <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> oh, fuck. This movie has no idea how to get from one point to the other outside of really stupid, complicated things. Oh, no, it gets worse. It gets worse because apparently Michael is not dead. And I was under the impression going into this that the movie was about a guy who got killed and then his brain was put into a dinosaur. But uh, this is pretty much the end of Paul Walker for the rest of this movie (laughs) because his brain is completely excised from his body. Well, once he's kidnapped from this hospital by Wex oh, no, and no, his no. assistants. We gotta talk about his drunk uncle that's supposed to take care of him. <laughs> and that's about it. Okay, now we mentioned it. Oh, yeah, his drunk uncle is his apparent, apparently it's his only family member and his guardian who is not really, like this is the worst hospital ever, right? Because Tammy and uh, Byron get in here somehow uh, all of Billy's friends get into this hospital somehow. <laughs> like, this is like, like, they, like no security. People are just kind of free to walk around however they want. And then Dr. Wackenstein, his goons, and Helga walk in, no problem, just pretending to be hospital staff. Oh, and, and then the like, best part is where uh, Helga, like, wheels his body out, like, into the harsh sunlight of the parking lot, like, on... <laughs> In his hospital bed, and like nobody questions what's happening. <laughs> My favorite part is when he starts coming to, like, you know, they, they do the hilarious gag where he starts pretending like they start doing that scene from uh, from The Wizard of Oz where Paul Walker's like, Wait, I had this craziest dream that we were in Kansas and you were there. And you were there, and then which he is, just fucking knocks him out. Which is groan-inducing, and uh, apparently the solution to this is to give him CTE-inducing shots to the head. <laughs> which like, apparently no her fist is like hard enough to like knock him out twice. I'm like, dude, it makes zero sense to keep knocking him out. Like, I thought the whole point was to put a, a brain, like a healthy brain, inside of your T-Rex. <laughs> stop questioning the science here am i the scientist or are you (laughs) so they end up cutting (laughs) they take like a bone saw they cut out michael's brain back at the warehouse lair like just very generic lair bone saw is ready (laughs) it's an obligatory spider-man reference it has to be said so they end up just taking the brain after covering everyone with blood. And meanwhile, Dr. Wackenstein makes like puns while he's cutting Michael's head apart. And then they end up taking the brain out, putting it in like a weird goo, and then putting the big goo thing inside of the Tyrannosaurus animatronic. And yeah, it's pretty straightforward <laughs> from there. So that from there, it's just Michael going on some, uh, you know, having himself some T-Rex adventures. Like, you know, he ends up breaking out of the warehouse in which he kills the goons by stomping on them (laughs) and just crushing them to death. Now, here's the thing. I do love the effects in this movie because it just reminds me so much of schlocky 80s movies like Toxic Avenger. Have you ever seen the Toxic Avenger or any of the trauma movies? Not in years. 
Good call. I don't think you're missing out on much. But it's just one of those fun movies to go back to, and that's what like the special effects does, right? So, um, I was about to say the T-Rex. Uh, I, I understand that Toxic Avenger and trauma movies like were similar to like stuff like RoboCop, right? Like the violence in RoboCop where it's just like kind of over the top ridiculous. Oh, totally. But as opposed to RoboCop where it was like violence with a purpose because that's just kind of RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, thing. I probably shouldn't I probably shouldn't compare this to a movie that I actually could consider much higher art than this. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Now we got to watch Trauma and then draw the parallels. <laughs> But pretty much, yeah, trauma movies are just over-the-top schlocky bullshit. They're always fun to watch. Toxic Avenger is probably the best one, that one in uh, Class of Newcomb High. Um, so if you guys are ever bored, check that shit out. If you somehow find yourself watching Tammy the T-Rex and want to watch more shit like this, yeah, the trauma movies are for you. So the T-Rex ends up going on this rampage in that he wants to find Tammy, right? So he kills the he kills the goon and the nerd like and ends up breaking out of the warehouse, scaring people along the way. Meanwhile, it cuts to this high school party where Tammy's at with Byron and a bunch of her friends, and she just feels terrible because she believes Michael's dead. You know, when they kidnap Michael, they pretend or Dr. Wagenstein said that he was uh he was dead he knows because he's a doctor <laughs> so just to trust this is him. literally the worst thing that could have happened because you know now tammy is going to absolutely blame herself for the death of michael as she was doing she was basically blaming herself for his impending death since the beginning of this movie <laughs> yeah the entire time she was all doom and gloom about it so we end up getting billy and his gang of goons show up to this party he tries to confront tammy again which is he trying to win her back or is he just trying to torture her the whole time i really think he's just trying to like (laughs) torture her forever because (laughs) i can't imagine that he is doing anything that would ever bring the two of them back together because he's always like, wait, I just want to talk. And then as soon as she, like, says no, he just, like, blows up on her. Fuck you, bitch. I didn't want to talk anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's really kind of an exaggerated version of, like, how men really are. <laughs> uh, it's fuck- It was ridiculous. So eventually one of the one of the girls from Billy's gang who has a thing for Billy, she's try- she finally convinces him to dance. Meanwhile... Uh, the T-Rex finds his way to this party. Uh, the girl also leads on, what's the dude's name? Weasel? Played by Sean Whalen. So she leads on this other dude who thinks that he's going to get lucky, but she really just wants to bone Billy. And so she takes him back to a car where they start having very clothed sex. You know what's really funny about this is that, like, 
now that you like uh, mentioned uh, Sean Whalen in this, he is one of like two people because Efren Ramirez is also the pizza delivery guy in this. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> uh! Both of those guys are in the 2007 Dane Cook Star Vehicle <laughs> Employee of the Month, which I hate to admit that I own that movie and I still watch it every once in a while. <laughs> It's funny because I hate Dane Cook, but for some reason I love Employee of the Month. Oh yeah, like, it's I such a guilty Cannot, yeah, I cannot handle him. But the movie is—I don't know. For some reason, I like it. It's not even that I think it's that funny or that good. It's just one of those like, it's in the background when I'm doing other stuff. <laughs> but it's just—it's a guilty pleasure. You just put it on every once in a while. You're like, <laughs> you laugh at the two or three parts you find absolutely fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh man! So Sean Whalen's drunk as shit. He walks over to the, he walks over to the T Rex, thinking it's like a it's like a lawn ornament or some shit. And he starts peeing on it, to which the T Rex responds by fucking slashing his guts out with his giant arm. That's my favorite part. It's never really it's never really explained how like the metrics of this T Rex because. It can use its weird tiny arms to dial phones and like how much how much it can maneuver with them. But he ends up cutting uh Weasel's like stomach open and killing him. And then he, he walks over to the uh car that Billy and this girl are having sex in, and she looks up and starts screaming as the T-Rex um gets closer and looms over them to which billy responds yeah i'm really good at this <laughs> i love that the t-rex special effects like include a tiny t-rex gloved hand <laughs> that reaches out and grabs things and it's is able so to make stupid. and is able to make completely human movements i'll say this when I first like saw the trailer for this and I knew we were going to be watching this movie, I had no idea what to expect as like the level of special effects that we were going to get for the T for the titular T-Rex. Um, <laughs> but I have to be honest, I don't, I don't fucking hate this. <laughs> it comes to special effects. I don't think it's as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no, like I expected it to be. Like, I expected it to be a fucking total like trash, like like really bad claymation. But the actual animatronic of using the T Rex was really good, <laughs> and I don't, and the fucking gloved like obvious glo- like stage hand using a glove. I mean, it made me giggle. It, it was it was funny every time I saw him like do things like make phone calls or pick shit up or like later on when he picks up Byron and brushes dirt off his shoulder. <laughs> it's a, to be quite honest, it's better than the puppet locust that we saw in Exorcist 2. <laughs> oh my fucking god, yeah. <laughs> uh so he ends uh, so the T-Rex ends up picking up the girl by the leg. And I love how it's positioned so it looks like like she's hanging by the mouth without clearly being in the mouth. So Billy runs over to the rest of the party goers and screams that there's a monster chasing everybody and they all need to get out. No one believes him. <laughs> My favorite part, he runs up to a group of kids that are like smoking. <laughs> and then 
<laughs> he runs up to a group of kids and says, we all need to get the hell out of here. There's a monster chasing us. And then um, the, very clearly the T-Rex like reaches and grabs his head and picks Billy up. To which one of the party goers goes, oh, yeah, that's Billy. He don't believe him. He's just a prankster. <laughs> like, you dumb bitch. That's an actual T-Rex right there. <laughs> well, I also thought that the point of this movie was that uh, once Michael comes back to life as the T-Rex, that the whole rest of the movie was hit, was going to be like, just like RoboCop, where, <laughs> where he comes back and he defeats the evil <laughs> gang one by one. <laughs> and that's kind of what happens I guess. well except for the fact that he immediately murders all of them now like he's not done with his revenge now he has to go against the people that did this to him like the way robocop went after oc dude i swear to god this is just a low budget version of robocop Holy fucking shit. We have fucking discovered something. Has this somehow become one of the best movies ever? Oh my god. So the T-Rex ends up. Uh, do we like this movie? <laughs> Just smash cuts? I don't know, man. Oh god. So the T-Rex ends up. Uh, he kidnaps. I don't know if he kidnaps her, but he ends up grabbing Tammy after the party. After he saves uh, uh, Bryson from, or I'm sorry, Byron from the craziness of the fly, or the of the night before, uh, he ends up taking Tammy to like a a barn. I think is that where it is. <laughs> he ends up taking her back to this barn, and pretty much the idea from here on is they want to they want to get. Uh, Michael's brain. Oh, yeah, it's at the barn. At the barn is where uh, Michael can. He, Michael shows uh, Tammy that he's. It's actually his brain inside of the T Rex, but using like T Rex charades. <laughs> so he wants. Uh, so Tammy uh, wants to put Michael's brain uh, inside of a human body so that he can actually live a life and not just be an animatronic T Rex. So. They end up, I think this is the part where they end up going to his uh, his grave, right? Or like they go to his funeral where they try to dig up his body. Yes, okay, yes. I'm remembering yes. it now. So, this funeral had this funeral accomplishes multiple things, <laughs> <laughs> it gives us another, uh, another kind of like gag where we can see his insanely drunk uncle who has no business watching over other people <laughs> given like, the state that he's in. Um, and then the other awesome part of this is where Tammy literally stares off into the distance where a giant fucking T-Rex is standing behind like a small fence. And no one sees the T-Rex. <laughs> And my favorite part is the grave diggers are very clearly in the sight line of the T-Rex and just don't react to anything. So yeah, that's what happens. They're trying the the idea is that after the funeral they're going to bury or they're going to unbury uh Michael's body and they're going to put his brain back into his original body. So as they uh you know open <laughs> as they open the casket, which very easily they open I might add. They find a like decomposing Michael's body 
with like rats and a bunch of bugs and they have like that that stupid like special effect where it's like they they sew or they sewed uh bugs and shit to denise richard's dress so they get confronted by uh what what's her name helga and wackenstein walkenstein and they end up what's it called um they end up getting a fight with By- uh, Byron and uh, Tammy, who end up getting the upper hand <laughs> at one point, and they end up kidnapping the. They end up kidnapping the doctor and Helga, and they end up going to the morgue to try to find more corpses. So we get this goofy scene where they try to they try to show Michael what bodies are at the morgue. And eventually they get chased by the sheriff, who we learn is Byron's dad, along with the deputies from earlier that stopped the fight between Billy and Michael. And we get this chase through the forest and through this farmland and stuff. And eventually it all culminates in, an, in like a dramatic escape where Tammy rides the T-Rex into like over the hills and like this really shitty green screen of oh i love when we get like the sheriff like basically playing the ian malcolm role <laughs> <laughs> watching tammy ride this t-rex off into the distance <laughs> and they're just like well i'll be if it isn't a t-rex Oh, God. So they end up at another barn. (laughs) There's so many fucking barns in this movie. (laughs) So they end up in another barn. I think it's the same. It's the same barn where where Tammy and the T-Rex first see each other. Is it? Yes, it's a callback because they even make one of either uh, Byron or Tammy mentions that. So, oh, like meet me back there. Yeah, whatever. so there's only two barns, not three barns. <laughs> this is barn number two again. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry I lost track of how many barns are in this goddamn movie. Yeah, tisk tisk. So uh the chase ends at the barn where they get confronted by not only the sheriff, but for some reason there's like some fucking federal like law enforcement that joined them. I almost wonder, like, in, in hope that, like, the third Jurassic World movie that's coming out, either next year or the year after, like, includes a subplot where one of the dinosaurs that escapes into the world falls in love with a human being <laughs> so that we can get, like, a big-budget remake of this scene. <laughs> I want... I mean, is it really that stupid of a thought to think about, saying as how Jurassic World 1 had, like, weaponized raptors, and they were originally supposed to talk like humans? <laughs> yeah yeah we we joke like this is really the worst idea that people have ever had with dinosaur movies but it's like people have had worst ideas inside of the actual jurassic park series oh god if we ever do the jurassic park series and talk about how stupid some of the fucking plot ideas were that would probably change it would probably sully a little bit in the franchise for some people so anyway, there's this standoff between the police and this T-Rex in the barn. And then um, it, Dr. Walkenstein, Wackenstein, whatever the fuck, he shows up with Helga and they are going to, uh, they convince the police to let them go in and use a tranquilizer 
a special tranquilizer that can take out um that can take out uh, uh animatronic t-rexes and then they try to explain my favorite part is they try to explain it to the cops and they'll be like and he goes oh well you sound like you're not actually from here and he goes oh, oh no you see my idea is that i want to create animatronics to give america the best in technology so that way america can always be the best and the two stupid deputies just start smiling and high five, <laughs> just because they're like, "Yeah, USA." <laughs> so they end up confronting uh, the T Rex in the barn, where the T Rex straight up murders them. <laughs> and then after he kills them, he ends up getting shot at by all these cops. And as the T-Rex animatronic dies, it slowly fades into... (laughs) I'm so glad that, like, the great weakness for this immortal animatronic dinosaur was, like, gunshot. (laughs) No, 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 no. A bunch of gunshots. I feel like Michael Michael Myers is harder to kill than this fucking dinosaur. (laughs) It makes zero sense that it died so easily. But it turns out that Tammy was actually able to save Michael's brain. And, you know, it cuts to the final scene of the movie where she drives up to her house and says hello to her parents. Um, to which her parents respond, oh, it's so weird that she's so happy. Uh, and they're like, oh, well, with everything she's been through. And then her dad says something, well, what about everything he's been through? You know, implying something about Michael. And as she comes up to her room, we find out that Michael's been hooked up to a computer and he's being kept alive by Tammy. And Hooked up to a computer and a camcorder. Like, this setup makes no fucking sense to me. Yes, because that's where this movie fell off the rails. So her lifelong goal is to find him a body that's suitable for them. And she gives she pours like a shot of alcohol over the brain oh man i love getting drunk by like pouring alcohol directly up my nose to see if it reaches my brain (laughs) we're about to get lit fucking pours jack daniels in the ear just (laughs) So, so they get all horned up they start getting like really talking to each other about doing shit so the movie ends with Tammy giving like Michael a strip tease <laughs> because I guess she always was a stripper. Anyway, well, you know what's funny is like the sad the 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 real tragedy of this movie when you think about it is the fact that Michael and Tammy never get to actually finish having sex. Like they get inter- they even start they start but they get interrupted <laughs> mid coitus. <laughs> Why does mid-coitus sound hilarious? (laughs) Well, in the context of how it happens, it's even better. But, like, they don't even get that. And then now it's like, you know, there's a chance that they never find, like, a body to put his brain in. And they may never get to seal the deal. So, ultimately, this movie does not deliver on its promise. (laughs) Just like RoboCop. Because even in Robocop, when he saves the day, it's like, oh man, he still works, for, he's still OCP property. <laughs> I think ultimately, you know, the point of this movie is that it talks about the dangers of capitalism. <laughs> and giant dinosaur animatronics. 
Yeah, the giant dinosaur is literally capitalism. <laughs> oh man, if we ever I can't wait for next week when I start talking about how much uh I relate to the velociraptors that kill John Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well anyway. I guess we're at the end of this movie. <laughs> oh, don't forget no 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 no. We forgot the part where Michael comes by exploding sparks everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. I'm so glad that you can still like ejaculate like while being just brain <laughs> it reminds me of my favorite gag from uh i mean literally you don't even need a body you can you can drink alcohol through your brain you can ejaculate through your brain <laughs> you can do so much as long as you have a fucking like as long as you have a fucking uh You're... old like 1994 camcorder that machine <laughs> you just poke your brain with the audio visual you don't even need any like protective layer over it it can literally just sit in a bowl with liquid like mystery liquid which apparently can be filled (laughs) with alcohol oh yeah all right so angel the only thing left to ask is do you (laughs) like tammy and the t-rex absolutely fucking not (laughs) this is like i mean you know it, it i think it definitely is the worst movie we've ever reviewed on this show Shut um, the fuck up. I will say this. Exorcist 2 was worse. No, you know what, though? I, I still probably enjoyed this episode more than I did New Year's Evil. I think New Year's Evil is still even worse than Exorcist 2. I oh, think my this, God. I, I forgot think, about New Year's Evil. <laughs> I think this movie and, like, New Year's Evil are literally, like, in a side-by-side, like, race where either one of them can take the lead at any moment to be, like, the worst movie we've ever done on this show. Oh, um, I really did forget about New Year's Eve. <laughs> and I think that one, I think what made that one the absolute worst is I swear to God, like I couldn't, I wasn't even in the mood to talk about it. <laughs> like, I think we we fought to even get it to like 45 minutes in length, the amount of stuff we needed to say about it. This movie, at least, you know, I enjoyed it enough while watching it. It didn't confuse me because it was so simple and stupid. Uh, the review, I think we spent far too much time talking about the nuances of this movie, but the fact that we've discovered that this movie is essentially a 90s remake of Robocop, <laughs> I think it changes my entire mind about everything. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I've never drawn that parallel between something <laughs> and Robocop uh, like so hard before. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, this is easily, like, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, I guess people like it because Shudder is at least paying for the rights to stream it. Uh, If you do like it, well, God bless you, you know. Uh, Bully to you. (laughs) Yeah, everything is not for everybody. And much like when we did The Room, it's one of those movies where uh, it's got cold appeal and I just don't get it. So (laughs) It's one of those things, like, I like watching shitty movies. And I like certain shitty movies. And it's one of those things I enjoy the experience. Like, I enjoyed the experience of watching this movie. Because I was like, good God, this movie's fucking terrible. Like, it's hilarious. Uh, I'm that kind of moviegoer. But I can also say, holy shit. I do not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, you have to watch this movie, right? I think ultimately that's how I judge whether I like a movie or not is how likely I'm willing to tell a friend that I that I watched it. And this movie makes me feel like I'm going to get judged by my friends if I admit to watching it. <laughs> um, 
Anyway. Yeah, I, well, you know, if you're not tired of us talking about dinosaurs just yet, uh, we are going to come back to do Jurassic Park uh, next week, which, you know, we – I can't wait to talk about. I've actually been – reacquaintancing myself with the novel <laughs> as well so uh i think it's going to be a pretty interesting conversation that we're going to have on that one next week so Fuck i'm glad yeah, we got to book. do this useless very short film <laughs> that at least was reasonably fun to talk about <laughs> i i just hope it gets your it just gets all your panties in a bunch just enough to get ready for the real main course which will be next week oh yeah i can't wait which I have the book laying around here somewhere. Maybe I can finish it in a week. I think I was like halfway through. I think I was up to the raining scene. Uh, yeah, the rain, the the rainstorm scene uh, where um, Ian Malcolm, the kids, and uh, mm-hmm. and Grant get attacked by the T Rex. Oh, there's a lot to go. <laughs> Fuck. There's, in fact, there's, like, did you even get, I think, well, we'll talk about it next week, because I don't even want to talk about it that much now. Next Mm -hmm. week, we'll definitely have a lot of fun discussing it, because I think there is some awesome stuff that I think sequel, future sequels can mine out of that original novel that hasn't even been covered yet. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us for this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) i hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about this movie more than we enjoyed watching this actual movie uh so yeah our official review on it tammy and the t-rex at least it's not new year's evil (laughs) (laughs) take that with a grain of salt (laughs) so thanks for joining us this episode uh please continue to engage with us on social media and i hope you come back to listen to us next week where we talk about jurassic park so uh thanks the Jurassic Park review will be four hours just as <laughs> <laughs> later, y'all.